The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That was a raven that just flew by. Did you see that? Thing? Yeah. That was big, big ass black bird, right? What's is that an omen for next year? That's our, our What's going on with the what's going on? He's with very Lamar happy Jackson. the Eagles didn't win, so he's <laughs> flying around in the victory flight. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, baby, that's right. It's Chris Sims unbuttoned. It's Ahmed Farid Chris Sims. We are professional bird watchers here from our podcast set, and we are gonna talk about a bird of a different color okay the philadelphia eagles and that super bowl 57 matchup one more time we're gonna unpack it in depth i watched the film we're gonna break it down but it is wednesday afternoon what the fuck happened wednesday podcast ahmed farid What's up, Slugger? What's How are happening? You? Treasure right? Hunters edition for the last time. Oh, it's sad. The 2020. It sad. is kind of sad. It is. It is. It's so anti. Or you know, I don't want to say is it anticlimactic. I guess it's I don't just know. A sudden fall. It's, it's a like a sudden, sudden fall, stop. right? It's just really you're at the top of the mountain. You're like, man, this is the best day of the year, and mm-hmm. I can't wait for this game, and it's all over, and you just go, man, what the hell do I do now? Now what? It is like, yeah, gosh, do I have to really start watching free agents and draft on film? <laughs> do I have to really start doing yeah. that already? I hope you've already done that. Uh, yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, Gosh. I'm not. So I got a lot of work ahead of me. But I uh, hope everybody's good out there. And uh, I think we got some some good things to talk about in this one here. Certainly, it was an interesting game. It's always an interesting game to unpack Yeah, when one team has to kind of do something crazy above and beyond to win the football game. And we kind of got that. You know, we saw... We, we saw the better team lose, and usually when that happens, that entails you know, either mistakes or some sort of outside-the-box great game planning, and that's where I'm giving a little tease, and I think we'll yeah. have, have some good talks here. Well, I'm, I'm curious because it's one game going on. During yeah. the season, we have seven games going right. on in the early window, and you go, let me get to Tuesday and Wednesday. Let me look at the tape so I really can dive into what happened here. But the Super Bowl, obviously, you're just focused on one game. Yeah. You're watching it. You watch it yeah. over. So. Like, you usually have a pretty good feel of what teams did, what the coordinators yeah, did, but yeah. were you surprised when you went back and watched this tape? A little bit surprised. A little bit more like watching the game. I said in Monday, it looked like they sold out to stop the run, right? Uh-huh. They sold out to an extent more than I even, like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't even believe they're doing this defense right here. So that that was maybe the thing. But, you know, it, it is it – is, uh, uh, you know, yeah, a few different things we'll we'll hit on that I yeah. think are interesting about the football game. But I think that was the thing that jumped out to me, maybe more than the rest. And then, um, you know, the Chiefs D line, uh, the D tackles. I knew they were kind of playing good. Obviously, if they were slowing the run down, yeah. But the way they hung in there and kind of like 
at their very worst, just stalemated some va- some battles. You know, didn't lose them. Right. Right. So that was big, definitely. But like, I've watched the game on film. Mm-hmm. I watched the game live. Yeah. I watched the rerun Monday night. The TV broadcast. The TV broadcast rerun almost every play. I missed a few little minutes here and there where I went into the kitchen or whatever else. And then I watched it again last night. It was on again last night. Yeah. And, like, everybody in my family was kind of doing stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of sit here and watch it one more time and kind of just, like, you know, what jumps out to me? What feel do I have? What You know, just be kind of like, hey, I know how the game went on, but – it was my feel right, and so like I, I feel like I'm ready to talk about right. this one now. I want I want I will want to start with the yeah. running game yeah. and what the Chiefs did to slow down the Eagles' running game. Right. But uh, just a quick preview: you've already given a little bit of a preview of what you saw. This is a Treasure Hunters edition, which we were talking last week with someone I forget who it was works here. Uh, he goes, you know, the Chiefs are like Indiana Jones, and we've often compared this day yeah. to like Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah, Marvin, our man Marvin, right. was here and said, it was like, the Chiefs are like Indiana Jones. It's like they're down, they're out. You know they're going to figure it out somehow. You're just curious on how it's going to happen. Exactly. And no. that's what happened in this game. It, it, that's why it was hard to, even though I picked them last week and tried to unpack the game, right? And yeah, hey, I think there's some areas here where, like, I think people are over-evaluating. I think the Chiefs can hang in there in this area and all that. But, like, one of my things is kind of like what you're talking about, almost trusting your gut a little bit more. I've learned yeah. that from you and Florio a little bit. Maybe not to be so in the weeds and be like, well, they have a disadvantage at the three technique, so I'm going to pick the game over that, right? Yeah. You know, like, the, the Chiefs are just the ultimate get-it-done team. That's what's amazing about them. It's not always, like you know, masterclass surgery on the offensive side of the ball and not always, like, the most dominant defensive thing you've ever seen. You know, this game was just, like, a smattering of plays and moments, and they just went, we're the fucking Chiefs, and we'll figure it out, and we'll make the play. And that's where they're refreshing as far as dynasties are concerned. It's just, it's different that way. And, uh, yeah, this one and this game, again, like, they... I get, you know, where are we going to start here? We're okay, going to start so with that run game, I know right? you want to get into that. Yeah. I do want to, I, right. I just want to say we're going to give away the Super Bowl big butt of okay, the good. Keep running. Super Bowl awards. Yeah, right. We're going to give that away. I just want to give a little tease here. Yeah, please. What's ahead? Please. We're obviously going to go deep into what you saw in that yeah. film. we got the winners of the Homies 2022 season predictions. So whoever picked the Super Bowl, maybe picked the exact matchup. I think we had some people that, that did that, right? Uh, yeah, Definitely. we did. We had a, a few. few. Yeah. Uh, we did. Oh, Pete said we have some winners, so right. we'll have some names. Hopefully, some name well, checks. Well, damn, I picked the Chiefs there. to win the Super Bowl. I'm a winner. Bef- <laughs> yeah, you get no- you get nothing. Yeah. Pete says right. uh, no T-shirt in the mail. Uh, but we'll start with your Super Bowl here yeah. because it's the final time that we get to do this. Two stats and a lie on the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, baby, I didn't know we were doing this. So we'll just give you your Super Bowl right off the bat, and then you can get into what the Chiefs did to stop that Eagles running game because I think that is really interesting yes. on what you found and all that cursive writing that you wrote yesterday. I've read it every <laughs> single last word. Uh, but here, here's how it works. we got three stats or three facts. Two are true. Okay. One is false. Okay. So here they are. Four of the fastest uh, four of the fastest, or four of the five fastest ball carriers in the game were Eagles. Okay, Kadarius Tony played fewer offensive snaps than third tight end Jody Fortson, and Isaiah Pacheco played forty-two percent of the Chiefs' offensive snaps this season. Huh. So, huh. Two of those are true. But Kadarius Tony did not play a lot, and Fortson was in the game more than I, and than I thought originally watching the game. Mm-hmm. Pacheco didn't play as much 
I thought there was a little too much McKinnon, honestly, in the game. So I'm going to go with four of the five, uh, five fastest ball carriers in the game are Eagles. You think that is true? I think no. Uh, wait, false. There's two stats. Oh, and a lie. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, two of these yeah, are I'm true. I'm going to say that's the one's a lie. I'm going to say it's a lie. You think that four of the five fastest ball carriers in the game were Eagles is a lie? Yes. That actually was true. Damn. A.J. Brown was the fastest. Devontae Smith was next. Then you have Isaiah Pacheco. And then you have Jalen Hurts. Then you have Kenneth Gainwell. Wow. Wow. They're just talented. They were just a talented, stacked, fast team, this Eagles team. It's like beyond. That's where this game is shocking again the more I just go by it, you know, and and we'll hit on it in a second, but keep going on here. I feel like your gut was right, but you just answered wrong. Isaiah Pacheco, he only ended the year with 31% of the snaps Mm. this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Kadarius Toney played only six offensive snaps in the Super Bowl, which right. was way lower than I was looking at the snap count. Yeah, I was like, right, uh, right. seemed like he was out there. Of course, he played special teams, came up huge there. Um, but I was like, man, for the Chiefs, you got Tony. Yep. You can utilize him more next year. No, without a doubt. You got Isaiah Pacheco, who's yeah. probably going to play more than 31% of the offensive right. snaps next right. year. Right. I was like, dang, Chiefs could be even better, scarier yeah. offensively oh, next I, year. I, I think so. And I wouldn't be shocked if they added another free agent wide receiver burner you know, to the group, let alone the the young guys in the defense are going to be better, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I expect, to your point, Kadarius Toney will be the number one receiver on that football number team next one. year. Yeah, I think he will be the guy. It'll be Kelsey and Toney. The game plans will be right. orchestrated around those two guys. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, Pacheco, like I knew the snaps were low because they didn't play him early on, right? It was more Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that low. But even late in the season, he wasn't having no, games where he was over. No, even this game itself. There was, yeah. This game itself, I thought there was a few moments where I was just going, damn, Pacheco hasn't been in like a series, two series, ten plays, whatever. Uh, you're right. It's a, it's, a, it's a little more surprising than you think at at first glance. As a disgruntled New York Giants fan, Pete in our ear keeps saying, can you trust uh, Kadarius Tony to stay healthy for the entire season? Yeah, that'll That's, be the big thing. It will I be know, the big thing. I will. I mean, he's had little issues that way with the feet, the ankles, whatever, but, you know, hopefully they recognize that and get him on the right program and, you know, he can make those things stronger to where it doesn't, you know, become an issue on a regular basis. We've waited long enough. Boom. It is time to go into the curse of writing. Chris Sims notes, after watching the Super Bowl on film, which he says uncovered some nuggets that he did not necessarily think he was going to uncover in this one. And let's start with what they did against the Eagles running game. You talked about it the week in Arizona going into the game. For the Chiefs to win this game, they got to figure out a way to at least slow them down in the running game. And I think some people may see the... You know, 115 yards on the ground. They're like, ah, did they slow him down all that much? It was less than what it was throughout the season. I think we have uh, some numbers on that, too. I mean, it was significantly less when you extrapolate what the quarterback did as opposed to the running backs on that team. I think it was just 45 rushing yards for the running backs. Right, right. The running back run game was almost non-existent in this one. Uh, and there are the numbers if you're watching. A few on scrambles YouTube. by Hertz that were drop back yep. passes, and then there were some great quarterback design runs as well. So the running back yards per rush in the Super Bowl just two and a half. Right in the year, it was almost five. So they really did. They just uh, the running back run game. They shut down. Hertz wasn't running wild all game either. So how did they do that? And what surprised you? Yeah, you know, and and really, I think their their run game is even better than it was statistically during the year. But I think teams had to go so all in sometimes to stop the run or play run defense. They were just like, well, we're going to throw it. I mean, this is just like, it's AJ Brown one-on-one. We're going to do that. Right. So the chiefs had to like try to balance of, they had to do a balance of like, 
wait, this might not be the pass look you like. You don't want to pass this. You're, you want to run it. Oh, set hut. Oh, wait, 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 wait. it's not the look you think. Or we're coming down to stop the run, right? Doing all that. We talked about in our, you know, what the F will happen podcast, you know, 10 days before the Super Bowl. I said, hey, right, Chiefs, when they played the Bengals, had to be different coverages. You play the Eagles, yeah, different coverages are good, but more importantly, different fronts. Defensive, al- defensive line alignment, linebacker alignment is going to be more key to the football game. And they had to do something special. Um, you said it. You know, this Eagles team, there's a reason, again, like, Guys that have been around football, experts, all the people we saw on Fox, they picked the Eagles to win by seven, ten points, right? Greg Olson comes on the broadcast. This is, you know, you talk to people in the NFL, this is the roster in football, right? It's a freaking all-star team they got. I mean, there's, there's no weakness to their team. There's no one position you could look at and go, that spot right there, right? So, and Kansas City, again, they're not too shabby. We know that, but they're not that. They're not that. It's not an all-time defensive front. Right. Best offensive line we've seen in football maybe in the last 10 years when you talk to people around football. I mean, some people think more than that, right? I mean, they're, in, they're in, in almost an, an inevitable force to a degree. Like, yeah. hey, we're running it here, and you know it, and we still are going to just move all of you and run there. Well, look like it, too, because they're down by the goal line. And, and they can just the mosh pit out. it and just push people Four yards backwards. Jason Kelsey could have been the running back, and he was well, five yards in the end zone. Well, that's, I mean, they're, they're amazing that way, yeah. right? So, yes. Yeah, so, now let's get into it a little bit. So, yes, here's the first thing. The Chiefs recognized we can't play them straight up and do what we normally going to do. We'll normally play defense. If we do that, they're going to just fucking obliterate us. There's no way. So, uh, that's the first thing I want to give them credit for. Recognizing, because a lot of coaches will have ego and be like, whoa. We're pretty good, too. If we just play what we do and, you know, I call good run, like, we'll be okay. Uh, Like, kudos to them to not have the ego to fall into that trap. Yeah, and sometimes if you sell out to stop the run, you're going to look pretty bad in some pass game situations. No doubt. So the the ability to be realistic with yourself and self-scout thyself and go, okay, wait, 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 we we have some matchup problems here, so we got to change things up, right? You know, that, and then... The guts to actually go through with it is where I will give Steve Spagnuolo incredible credit here. To me, it's, it, to me, it's one of the greatest game plans in Super Bowl history. I'm going to just throw that out there right now. It really is. You know, it's definitely one of the gutsiest. Like, I, to me, it goes up there with, you know, Giants, Bills, Belichick, drop eight people every play. You know, Patriots, Rams, Belichick, Brady and them beating the Rams in that first Super Bowl, right? Spags upsetting the undefeated Patriots as the defensive coordinator of the Giants. This one right here, I'm going to put in that category. I mean, the numbers don't look great. I know. They don't look great. 35 points. They don't look great. Hanging on by a thread But I think if he doesn't come up with these unbelievable game plan and the gutsiness of this game plan, they're going to get steamrolled. They're not going to, they're going to have no chance to win the football game. And that's, to me, where it was amazing. Ahmed, they played defenses. You saw my notes where I'd go, he must have been chuckling or during the week, like going, am I really going to call this defense in the middle of the field on a second and nine? Like, I, I guarantee he called some defenses and some moments in this game where he's going, I've never called that defense ever in that down a distance on, the, on this part of the field ever in my life, and I've been a defensive coordinator forever, right? So 
that is where it was amazing. It was an unbel- great changing in the fronts like we just talked about. So different alignments from the Different alignments D-line. all the time. Sometimes it might have been three D-men's alignment to the left, a linebacker standing over the right guard, and then another D-end on the right. Did and then, that confuse the Eagles? Well, it confuses them. It just doesn't allow them to just settle in and hunker in on, hey, hey, what's the play, Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni? Oh, yeah, you know the front, right? All right, call that perfect play. So, you know, we know exactly, oh, yeah, we got the play perfect. So they never could get, like, to that perfect play always. I think that's the biggest thing. And then within the alignments, too, what you do when they change it up and, you know, bare front, and then sometimes they had all four linemen all, like, inside shoulder, right? It wasn't bare front. It was, like, in between the gap of the guard in the center, in between the gap of the guard in the center, and inside the inside, the inside uh, shoulder of the tackles, there's no, like, outside containment. And you're like, well, I've never seen them line up like this all year long. But – you know, they had to do things, too, one, to not let them get in rhythm, but two, to, like, affect, uh, as we talked about with the 49ers game. It can't always be, like, double team and that one guy gets up to the second level. So they got into a, some alignments that affected that. But it's the the gutsiness and the the run game blitzes and the risk they took in the back end in pass coverage where he must have been – they voided people at times, Ahmed. What do you mean? Like, you saw my notes. Like, there's plays where it's four receivers, and they don't cover the slot or the safety's 20 yards deep. He's kind of responsible for them, right? He's kind of making it look like it's covered two or it's covered two, and they're just going, we're just, if they want to throw a, hey, turn around five yards, turn around 10 yards, it's going to be open. We're going to be in trouble, right? Because they'll, they were going, hey, 4-D linemen, and then blitzing both nickel guys off the blitz, right? Six guys blitzing, nobody covering a slot. They had a second down call one time. They didn't cover the best receiver in football, A.J. Brown. They just went, we, we can't stop this play here, so we want to run game blitz. We're worried about all these plays, right? It was actually the play, Jalen Hurts whirly bird out to the left. He made a great escape, right? They had a free guy coming off his left side, if you remember. Um, right, here you go. Right. They, they had some plays like this during the game because they're worried about so many other things that they just went, all right, here it's back again to our calculated risk decision, right? Where, hey, you know, I know we're kind of void in this area, but we can't stop everything they do. So we're going to, hey, it's, it's, it's a calculated risk. It's a gamble. We're rolling the dice a little bit. And that to me is what was amazing about the football game. Yeah. It was amazing. The disguises, the the aggressiveness of the defenses, and you know, just the hey, we got to go all in and play this way because if we don't and play the way we normally do, they're just going to go five yards up the middle, five yards up the middle, hurts around the edge five yards, pick us apart in the zone coverage, run up the middle for five yards, another eight yard completion to AJ Brown, yeah. and they would have just died slow death after slow death after slow death. So are these situations where it was well disguised by the Chiefs and the Eagles didn't pick up on it, or were they missed opportunities where yeah, right. Hurts and that offense were not checking into plays that when they saw that they're selling out to well, stop. They the were run. well disguised, well disguised in that. You know, they did a great job of holding things. You know, the Eagles are not an audible team. They're kind of like a one a wait. We're so good, we're just going to call the play and run it. Or they're, in my guesstimation, a two play in the huddle. Hey, if they play this defense, run it. If they play that defense, pass it. Right or kind of that way. Okay. Right. Or it's two runs. Hey, if they play this front, we want to run the ball. If they play the other front, run the ball the other way, right? That's kind of looks I – I think I'm fair in saying that's what they are. 
So, one, the disguises are tough. Uh-huh. Two, like, there's no way they could have prepared for some of this stuff. There's no way. Some of these plays and defenses, you go, they didn't play them this year. Some of these fronts, you'd go, I, they didn't play these. Like, there's no way they were drawing these up on scout team cards going, hey, guys, we saw a whole game in week 12. They lined up like this a lot. We're ready for it, right? Some of these, they had been like, fuck, I don't know. We got, all right, we got to figure out how we're going to do this, whatever, right? And then, you know, so th- they couldn't prepare for that. And that's where, you know, again, Jalen Hurts, as good as he is and the growth he is, if he got to play this team, like, Two years from now, three years from now, he'd go, well, I'll never let them play defense. And, and you might say, why, right? Because they're going to – he's going to – as he grows as a player here, he's going to be able to – he's going to audible. He's going to go, wait, wait, there's nobody covering our slot receiver? Hey, check Mac protection. Check, you know, red 80. Hey, red, red, hey we're going 80, 80, 80. And then he starts signaling, and he's going to go, I'm not going to let them play this defense. I, you know, dummy snap count. I saw that nickel guy blitzing. I'm going to get to the right play here. How dare they think they're just going to send six and stop the run? I'm going to gash their ass with the pass, right? He's not there yet. They're not there. They haven't wired him there. They haven't had to do this yet. Right. This is the first time they got into a game where we're like, wait, what? Holy shit. All our answers in our normal offense isn't just dominating. It was doing really good, but it wasn't dominating. And it is yeah. a, uh, to me, again, I, I think an all-time gutsy performance by Spags. So this might be the last time they can do something like that Well, against the Eagles. I would think this year Hurts. is going to be the offseason when they look at this film and go over it. Yeah, that'll probably be the thing they go, hey, you know, this is our next phase, Jalen. You know, we, gotta, we can't let teams do some of these crazy defenses to us. We need you to get to a few audibles or blah, 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 and we'll screw over these teams a little yeah. bit You know when they try to take away our run game. Something that was screwing over the yeah. Chiefs early in this game, and especially in the first half, was Jalen Hurts' design oh, runs. Right. We saw it seven times in the first half, 46 yards, had one of those touchdowns on that. And you noted in your notes, I was reading through your cursive writing, you're yes. like, I don't, you go, I don't remember a design quarterback run in the second half no. of this game. No. And the numbers bear that out. Now, the two-point conversion Right, was that would have, was a great run where he lowered his head and used his damn big running back legs and powered in the end zone. But, yeah, here you go. The numbers bear that out. Seven in the first half. Right. None outside of that yeah. in the second half. Really, and, and didn't even really, you know, maybe scrambled once or twice in the second half. Why like, do you think just that for happened? What happened? Well, I think, one, it wasn't intentional. You know, hey, Kansas City, they're, they controlled the ball a little bit in the second half. Game script, you're down for the yeah, first time well, in the second half. Right. Too. You know, it would seem like they wouldn't get out of the no, design no, run even No, you're then. right. It doesn't matter. You, you know, th- again, you saw in my notes, th- there was a few times in this game I'm going, run on third and six, run on fourth and five. Nobody in the history of football does this. This is like unbelievable. It's like going back to 1942. Yeah, known, yeah before the forward right? pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe we're watching this. A team in, on third and sevens going, we're going to run it so we can get into fourth and three so we can run it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy in the 2023 NFL or 2022 NFL. But um, wait, where were you taking me there? I just got myself the sidetracked. The Jalen Hurts design runs. Why didn't right. they do it more? So I just think the game itself – you know, I'm sure they would have liked to have gotten to it. You know, one in the second half. Here's they the Chiefs were much better in their scramble and their pass protection lanes. They did like the, we talked about the 49ers. They never went past them in the second half. Yeah, they did the deep tackles, just pushed the pocket and kind of waited. So they were good with the scrambling department. The run game thing, I just don't think it kind of 
fell in place. They have the 17-play drive where they settle for the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of got behind the chains a few times. He made some great throws. On that drive, I honestly think he made the three greatest throws I've seen him make in his career, really. He threw a crossing route, amazing. The Goddard out route, amazing. Yeah. And he threw a post route, again, on like second down, all-out blitz again, where you're like, I can't believe they're calling this right here. That and, Watkins and dropped. And Quez Watkins, like, you know, him. it was out in front of him. But I look at it and go, like, man, he first off, he put his hands the wrong way. And second off, like, it didn't look like he really timed the ball with his running and his jumping there. Um, but certainly, like, I, I think you could say, yeah, we'd expect our receiver to catch that football. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. To that point, you thought this was the best game that Jalen Hurts played probably all year. He made more NFL throws in this game than I've ever seen him make in any game ever. Which is pretty cool to do it in the The big show. No doubt about it. Exactly right. So that's, again, those are things that are going to be, you know, positives to build on for sure. Um, But, but, um, yeah, so going back to the quarterback run thing, yeah. I just think there was that. Then the next drive, they went three and out, right, Amen. Three and out. The first play of the drive, if you remember, I think was a pass interference. They threw a little screen out to the edge, and they called illegal blocking downfield, OPI. They ended up going three out. And then they got the ball back, and then, of course, they went on the touchdown drive where they were a machine. They didn't need anything, right? So I don't think, again, I think, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, the Eagles are so stupid. They didn't run the quarterback design run. Yeah. It just didn't, didn't happen. I'm sure they would have liked to. And, you know, some of the situations and I think the way the Chiefs defense presented itself changed that. You know, but on top of that, too, Amen, here's another huge key to the game, in my opinion. We talked about it a little Monday. Other than, like, A.J. Brown at the end of the half – and Devontae Smith on the first play, first series of the game where he caught a little RPO and, and broke. Yak was not a thing in the football game, so they did a great job with that. But they did a great job with screens and screens, the screen game, especially to the receivers and everything like that. The Chiefs did it. Stopping the Chiefs. Him. Because usually what happens is you, you're playing defenses to sell out to stop the run. Mm-hmm. So then they go, well, hey, here, we got numbers outside, and it's our guy's awesome, and if he makes one guy miss, watch out because you're in deep shit, right? 
but the Chiefs were great at tackling and handling those situations, even taking on the right blocking, again, to not let that kill them. Because I think, once again, you let the running game and screen game gar going, then your defense ahead is the defensive linebackers' heads are spinning. They're like, oh, well, it's play action, run, it's going everywhere. You'll never stop it. To me, that seemed to be their two focuses of the game. Stop the run, stop the wide receiver screen game, and we, we still might lose, but we think that's the only chance. And, you know, again, I think it was the right calculated risk. I mean, you got to have players that can pull that off, and you name-check a few yeah, in please, your notes here. Please. Carlos Dunlap, Chris Jones, Kalen Saunders in the run game. Their, their statistics are not going to bear the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, you know, it's, our, it's what we pride ourselves on here. Fuck your stats, right? These guys, this is even on the first series. The Eagles went right down. One of the things you saw I wrote in my notes was, like, Okay, the Chiefs D-line, though, it wasn't, like, overpowered. I didn't, right. It wasn't just like, oh, my gosh, everybody's four yards down the field every play, right? In fact, you know, we'll get into it in a minute. I could show you some plays where I go, I can't believe these Eagles defensive tackles are four yards down the field against the Chiefs O-line. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was one of the first eye tests for me. It was just going, wait, can they, you know, not get totally steamrolled? And they show that they were going to be, you know, a tough fight in that department. But, yeah, Jones, Naughty. Dunlap, their size, and then the star of the game on the defensive side of the ball was Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton showed, uh, he's my second team all-pro linebacker. He was everywhere. I mean everywhere. And uh, I can't say enough about him. They put him in some of the toughest spots, you know. Hey, line up here in the B-gap, and then we're going to have a guy smash down, and then we want you to kind of drop out of that B-gap and be responsible over Jalen Hurts if he runs off the edge. Or, you know, we want you to take the B-gap, but if they toss sweep it on that fake quarterback sneak, toss sweep, right? We want you to get out there and still run out there and make the tackle. And then he crushes the running back. He played one of the best games of his life. Wow. Uh, so kudos to, to Nick Bolton. Cool that he got the spotlight, too, with the pickup of the fumble, which right. may have been the and easiest play. A, and almost got another one. He did almost get right? it, yeah. Yeah, that may have been the easiest play of all, all game, and that's the one that gets the most pub for Nick Bolton. Right. Leo Chanel, too, another Leo, player that popped well, for you. Definitely. There was just, you know, they did a few of the things that we talked about, like the 49ers needed to do against the Eagles, right? They're, the Eagles are, if they know where you are and you line up perfectly, they're going to block it perfectly, and you're in deep crap. They did a little bit of like we talked about. And this isn't always easy to do. But again, when you're the lesser team, you have to do some outside-the-box aggressive stuff. And they did the old, like, hey, there's a hole. Just run through it. No, the back will be there. Some Just get through there and get in the backfield and create a little chaos. And they did not hesitate in that department throughout the night. They were very impressive. Um, Eagles offense here. Yeah. I'm trying to get a couple more of your, your yeah. notes. Yeah. You didn't note a couple times. Of course, a lot of uh, talk after the game was about that defensive holding, and you were going to go back and look at some of the you know, calls that were not made maybe. Was there more holding yeah. that could have been called early in the game or yeah. were there calls that you know, went for the Eagles against the Chiefs? And you did note one early on here when the score was 7-7. It was the third and four. Uh, they may have benefited from – a call on Frank Clark that was offside. Oh, yeah. That was a – right. They, that was the first third and four of the game. Frank first Clark jumps offside. Four. Isaac Siomolo rocked back. 
You know, there's a reason Chris Jones jumped back. They all now Isaac Seymour jumps off sides on that third and one before the Jalen Hurts fumble, yeah. right? But ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Yeah, right. Seriously. In a lot of ways, it's amazing how the sport's like that, right? Like, Devontae <laughs> yeah. Smith gets lucky in the NFC Championship game. The Super Bowl, the same damn thing happens. They're like, oh, we got you this time, right? Yeah. It, it is amazing, the karma of football that way. Right. But, yes, they got away with one there. Seumolo, I thought it had, like, even another player, too, where I was like, oh, that's questionable. Because he was tapping the center. And the center was – Kelsey was just taking a split longer than normal. So, he was kind of like – getting ready to put his weight back because he's a pass protect or whatever. And as he's rocking, the ball's not sat. Yeah. And that, that one there is, yeah, they got screwed over. That was the first down. That should not have been. It should have been third and nine. That's something they're probably coaching there, too, because Lane Johnson's getting away with maybe a fraction of a second they, early he's, start. He's There's almost per, he's perfect, actually. Yeah. I slowed that down a lot, too. He's perfect. Really? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. He has the he, – it's like he's in the brain of the center. They've got a symbiotic relationship that way. So the Eagles get the benefit of that call. And then three plays later, it's a 45-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. I think, once again, we have the dots for that. Anything that stick out on that play, well, again, for you, such you know, a crucial play it, early in the game. It was though. a great play. It gives this guy a chance. I mean, was it a great play? Well, and Chris Sims' quarterback school or anybody's quarterback schooling, if we're in, like, a beating room with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, right, this is not a – you're not getting a positive grade for decision, Right. You know, you're, you you might get a positive just because, yeah, it became a touchdown, but they're going to go, well, hey, this isn't really the look we wanted to throw the ball to A.J. Brown to. Devontae Smith is wide open across the middle, as you see right here. Yeah. I mean, he's got Nick Bull. There's no chance it's, he's going to be gone for a, a big game. Damn, he might score even if he throws it to him. But either way, he gives his guy a chance here, right? It, the The funny thing is watching it back on film is, A.J. Brown was kind of given up. He was like, well, he's not going to throw it to me. The guy's outside of me. I'm supposed to go outside there. He's right here. Turned into a good deke. And then he turned around. He was like, oh, wait, the ball's coming. And then he, you know, put put on the, you know, shifted into gears and caught it again. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, a big moment of the football game. But that was at a moment of the game, too. I mean, and you might have saw this on my notes. The first half, even though they gave up 24 points, there was so many moments and plays where you're like, oh, they got it. Oh, they're this. Oh, just make the tackle. Oh, just make the sack. Oh, you got him double covered, intercepted. Oh, what about, you know, like there was another jump ball to A.J. Brown. He's double covered, intercepted. It goes off, you know, Juan Thornhill and, and A.J. Brown's hand. And you're just going, damn, they're just not going to be able to make the play today. They just they can't make the play to get off the field or get them behind the chains or do anything. And then the second half, they started to make those yeah, plays. Yeah. And that's, you know, what, what changed the game a little bit. But credit to, to Shane Steichen because they were, from what you saw, yeah. they were able to get some guys open in well, the middle of the field there. Definitely. I mean, we just saw it there with Devontae Smith. Right. A.J. Right. Brown's always open. That's why Mike Vrabel was cricking his neck well, when that's they the, traded yeah. him away. Well, that's the bind they put you in. It's yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's an it's a all-time offensive line. It's one of the best duos of receiver we have in football. You know, it's a really good tight end. So... Yeah, when you sell out to stop the run like that, hey, they they just, they relied. Let's throw the football. Let's do that. And you know they they gashed them and made some plays there certainly. And and yes, Shane Steichen, that offense is awesome. And again, Jalen Hurts' growth as a thrower, yeah, uh, extremely impressive from what we've seen. Well, it's the definition of the fifty-fifty ball, right? Because later in the game, it was almost an interception when Jalen Hurts uh, threw it to to AJ Brown in the midway through the the second quarter. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that really is the definition of a 50-50 ball. You throw one up, A.J. Brown makes the play, you throw it up again, it's almost a, 
almost a, a turnover. Yeah, no, and, and there, there's a, that fine line of knowing, hey, this guy's my playmaker, he's the player, blah, 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 all of that. That's all. Yeah, so there's that fine line. And then, you know, I think as he'll watch that back and he'll go, yeah, that was a touchdown, but I can't continually live like that. Yeah. I'll get burned with football karma by the gods. That'll be an interception. But, yeah, like this play right here, you know, again, you see Goddard. My, this was not a great decision, throw, anything. You know, this, this was a shot. This, these are what I'm talking about. Everybody else, everybody on the field's open. Devontae Smith's open out here on the comeback route. Goddard, nobody's covering him. Miles Sanders, nobody's covering him, right? But, again, the Eagles are so good, this is where – they miss opportunities like this, and you're just like, ah, oh, who cares? Next play will be 10 yards. No big deal. I mean, that's what's amazing about them, yeah. and they, th- that's where they are. So, um, yeah, th- again, there was a lot of positives there. Uh, there's some a little bit crazy talk on TV right now that I just don't understand a little. Like, I'm hearing, like, greatest performance in Super Bowl history. Gre- Outperform the guy who won the Super Bowl, right? Should have won the MVP in a losing effort. And I just want to say to the people who are saying that, you're crazy. You're crazy. Those are crazy thoughts. Those are crazy comments to come out of your mouth. That's crazy. And we're going to break down the Chiefs offense right now. But, like, Patrick Mahomes had maybe one negative play the whole game. He was on the lesser team. He played a defense that was better than his defense, that their whole game plan was stop him. Right? Right? And he was down by 10 points to start the second half against this all-star team. Right, that this is where I don't understand the conversation. Jalen Hurts played really good. Don't get me wrong. He also made one of the biggest Super Bowl blunders in the history of the sport. He also lost a ten point lead while quarterbacking the team that was the best team in football. No one's just no one even watching the game back. No one argues that with the best O line we've seen, the best duo at receiver, and a really good tight end. And he outplayed the MVP, the guy who the, and wasn't even 100%, and the deck was stacked against him? Why? Just because the numbers? I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that statement. I, I think, you know, to your point on Monday, I wish all quarterbacks were treated that fairly. Yeah, right. I don't mind the discourse around Jalen Hurts, right? I just kind of wish that you'd apply that to other that, quarterbacks. That, that's what I think bothers me. Like, if that was Dak Prescott, oh, again, chokes in a big game, all that money we give them. What's the point? What's the point? Josh Allen? If Josh Allen fumbled the ball? Oh, Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. Oh, Josh. Are you kidding me? Lamar Jackson? Oh, glorified running back. So you can't win the big game when he needs to. All they did, they played run defense all game. He couldn't beat them. He couldn't win the game with his right arm. I mean, Kirk Cousins throws short on a... Right. Fourth down. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did that? <laughs> oh, great stats, but lost the game again. Typical Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That, that's all I'm trying to say. I mean, two things can be true here, is what you're saying. Yeah. You, you think it was the best game that Jalen Hurts has played this right. season, maybe of his entire career. Right. And he also left, left some plays out there. Definitely. And you've got to take into a fact, again, that like one team was playing all out to stop something other than Jalen Hurts. And then the other team was playing all out to stop the one guy. And his effect there. So that's where, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't agree with that. When you just say that out loud, biggest blunder of the game, second quarterback to lose a 10-point lead in the second half, you can't follow that off by should have won the MVP, one of the best performances in Super Bowl history. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, That's insane. I just can't. I got to say that. 
I got mad res- I know how people view me in this. I got mad respect for what Jalen Hurts has done. Mad respect. I'm more annoyed with like the narrative around it right now, where I just like to your point, other people don't get the benefit of that. Well, and he doesn't need it, right? He doesn't need it. He's already better than than what a lot of people maybe thought he would be. No doubt, he's crapped on me, right? Everybody, and yeah. he's going to keep getting better. Right. So it's like he doesn't need that the charity. I, I the I, tape is the tape. I don't get it. I reality. think when you say all of that and you talk about the team and the receivers and he's got and all that, like Mahomes is playing on a team that doesn't have. His receivers wouldn't be playing on the Eagles. I mean, they wouldn't be playing, right? I mean, come on. Kelsey would be, but that's it. They'd go, oh, okay, we'll go Kelsey, Goddard, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. There's our, our crew. That's where, I that's where people are also not only the optics of the fumble and the 10-point lead loss, but the quarterbacking the, the clearly the better team there and doing that with the weapons and a lot of things that benefited you and so then you can't tell me that that performance was better than yeah. the guy in red. I'm just sorry. Well, one of the funny things is one of the things yeah. that people are crapping on Jalen Hurts about is the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Oh. They go, oh. couldn't even throw it. I don't know how far he threw it. Well, he threw it like no. 50 yards or 40 yeah. yards. He had, to, he had to throw it 70, yeah. which would have been interesting to see if he could have done it. Yeah. He, he stepped on Kelsey's foot. I thought the grass slipped. But he stepped on Jason Kelsey's right foot. Oh, wow. That's where his front foot, as he was gearing up, that's where he stepped, and it was right on Kelsey's foot, and it slipped, and he lost it. I think he would have got it. I know. I saw some of those TikTok videos and stuff my son showed me, uh, and that's where, yeah, the internet's <laughs> annoying because you're like, that's not what happened, and that's not fair to Jalen Hurts. I mean, we're excited to see what Jalen Hurts can be next year, right? Because they're going to put more on his shoulder, and you mentioned it. like they, They're going to see things in the Super Bowl and go, all right, got to add something. Yeah. Add something to your game next year, and they're going to be able to no, do that. No doubt. And again, that's not like – that's normal process for young quarterbacks. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl against the Rams, and they went back and watched the game and said, Duh, Tom, we got to get better at this next year, right? I mean, so again, it's not – I'm just talking about football here before everybody gets personal and gets their, you know, underwear <laughs> all late. up in a bunch. Too late. I know. Undies earned a bunch at this point. Yeah, you're hey, trending yeah, on Twitter already. Trending, this hasn't right. even been released right. yet. Uh, you're out there. All right, let's flip the page. Yeah. Let's go to that other quarterback that did win the Super Bowl MVP. And this is one thing that you mentioned going into the game. Uh, you go, hey, Eagles have a little issue with pre-snap motion guys in motion at the snap that's where i'm most proud of us that we came up with like we, we, we were the it. first ones there to tell everybody about that uh and you know refresh my memory why do the eagles struggle with that because they go for the kill you know it's it's again this is where i think you know gannon is a great or should prove to me that he's a great coach that can think outside the box and change who he is because we made I mean last year we were going damn could he be any more simpler could he just let every quarterback drop back and throw against the simplest coverages ever and go 28 for 32 right I mean that's what we talked about that has to change it changed and changed in a big way and he's you know like in layman's terms, or to explain it here, like yeah hey if there's three receivers over here and one receive three receivers to the right and one receiver to the left. He, he knows, hey, they have a different playbook and things they want to do, so I want to play these defenses. Oh, wait, somebody motioned to the other side, and then we have two receivers to the right and two receivers to the left? Wait, well, that's a different part of their playbook. So he wants to get, hey, defense, check to these coverages because they're going to go to a different group of plays now, right? So he's kind of going for like, hey, I'm, we're going to squash you no matter what you do. Yeah. And it's been great for the most part of the year. But he found 
Mr. Bi-Week fucking Andy Reid and company <laughs> and their ability to break down and their ability to think outside the box, you know, to where they saw some of these things and said, wait, wait we, we, we can't let them just kill us every time we do a motion or a shift or whatever. And uh, that's where I think they noticed the things I saw on film. There's too many plays where Eagles defenders are talking to each other. I'd watched throughout the year and you'd go, wait, they're stopping the ball and you guys are still trying to figure out how to cover this bunch set or whatever. And uh, of course that came in very handy throughout the football game. Sam Coy's 10 on Twitter says to you, damn. Okay. Andy Reed, while it felt like in the first half, the Eagles were dominating. It was all winning one-on-one matchups compared to scheme plays. The chiefs had all kinds of answers for the Eagles defense, especially in the second half. I think that's because of big red. We have the numbers when the chiefs offense was using motion versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and yeah. all three of Patrick Mahomes touchdowns, some wide open receivers, as you just mentioned on that motion. 17 to 21 and the running backs had 15 carries 80 yards for five yards a clip so they gashed them it just they, they, it gave them a, a little bit of a advantage against a team that had for the fast five fastest guys on the field right and they <laughs> yeah. probably had more than that really yeah, those right? are just ball carriers those are just ball yeah. carriers you know but it just gave them a little like hey there's tj edwards he just slid a little to the left oh now he's just a little late getting to that c gap right Whatever. It just gave them that little bit of, or it got them communicating, right? And now here, this is where, you know, so there's a lot. This is where we got to get into the Mahomes effect, right? And talked about the Chiefs, and this is where people, the stats, you know, fuck your stats. This is, the whole game is Mahomes. Their whole game plan is stop Mahomes. The Eagles want to rush five all the time. That's what they want to do. They couldn't rush five in this game. They were scared to, especially early on. They were like, well, damn, we can't rush five because it's one less guy in coverage. Or if he finds a way to sneak through one of the gaps like he did at the end of the game, now we have one less guy to rally and tackle him. So they had to do, they had to change the way they played. That's the Mahomes factor. Why did the Chiefs get run game work? Because they got the Eagles out of these five-man fronts and said, no, you're going to play coverage because you're worried about Mahomes. So you're going to play. And thank God Andy Reid and Biennemi fucking stayed with the run. They don't always do that. That was the adjustment they made in the second half. Here's the other Mahomes factor. The Eagles, right, who got away with holding in this game more than just the last play where they didn't get away with. There was a few plays. But, you know, we saw the Chiefs first drive right down the field score, right? Second drive right down the field. You know what happened after those two drives? The Eagles said, "Um, we can't play zone again for the rest of the game because he's just going to pick us apart. We can't quite get around him quick enough. He's moving, getting the ball out of his hands. And literally, I would bet you after that first two drives, there was only a handful of snaps of zone the rest of the game because they just went, he's going he's gonna to pick us apart, right? And so those are the Mahomes factor, let alone like third down completion of Travis Kelsey in the third quarter. I mean, he's being hit in the head, grabbed on the shoulder, hit in the head again, throws it sidearm as he's an inch off the ground, first down. Few plays later, pressure, run to the right, semi no look in cut to Noah Gray, first down. Right? So the stats, don't look at the stats. The moments, the plays, the second half, Mahomes was flawless. And like I told you, other than the Marquez Valdez scantling fade down the left sideline from the slot, where Greg Olson was good, he pointed it out like I think he should have got wider. He should have got wider, but I would have said, and I think he probably would have said, he goes, he watches the film, he goes, ah, I had 
uh, Smith Schuster underneath or like the twelve yard out. I should have thrown that. I got greedy there. Yeah, that was that was two thousand twenty Super Bowl Bucks Mahomes right there, going greedy, going. Oh, I'm getting impatient. I want the play right. So that was that was the literally the only negative play of the football game. There was no other play that you could have looked at and go, oh, he should have hit this. He should have read that. This guy was open. There was no throw that you could have got. Oh, if he just threw this a little bit better, he would have had that. He, for what was presented to him, almost played perfect. And that's, again, why he's the MVP. And don't always look at stats, everybody. I know he got two easy touchdown passes. I get it. They were wide the freak open. Okay. Yeah, it was good game planning, whatever. Okay. Again, though, you know, these things are what they are because also of him and the offense they run and they send these people all over the place and throw it deep and do it. He's got a quick release and sidearm and all that. So that's what you're worried about stopping. And that's where the Eagles overplayed their hand and the Chiefs had a few curveballs for him. Pete says in my ear, a couple homies disagree because I guess we haven't got you riled up enough on this podcast. We'll see if we really can do it now. Respectfully disagree, he says. Uh, Hussein A.J. Roush, four. And they're not responding to you because these tweets already were written. Yeah. Uh, he goes, Mahomes never had one contested or tight window, all wide open. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. There were some wide open. There was some wide open. Sure. Kelsey's early in the game. Like I said, those were the zone coverages and yeah. that stuff where it was just like, yeah, he was going to tear that apart. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, there weren't a whole lot of tight window throws for either quarterback. I, I, I can't say there was a ton. You're right. You know. But, but, but see, this is to where with Mahomes, the ability and the pace on the football makes it look like that. Like he throws a, a, a six-yard out route at the end of the game on the last drive. You might remember all the way. He's on the left hash. He throws it to the right sideline, right? I remember during the game I was going, because <gasps> I'm like, that's a long throw, and these guys are good at corner, and they are, right? Yeah. yeah. But – he throws the ball 105 miles per hour. Like on film, the camera can't keep up with the ball. It loses the ball for a minute. So you just now it's like, oh, Juju's got the ball and he's running upfield, right? They couldn't even stay with it. So don't, don't, when people look at stuff like that, you got to like take that into account a little bit as well. I mean, Kelsey was not wide open on his first touchdown on the 18 yard pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, yeah, what uh, happened there? They ran again. Knowing the Eagles are going to go for the kill, they made it look like, hey, we're going to run our normal Kelsey option route, and he's going to come up and break out at five yards, and we're going to hit him, and we're going to first down. That's what we do all year. They knew the Eagles would be all over it. So he faked that little option route and turned up the sideline. You know, Epps slipped just a little bit. And that created the, the separation. I would say that was not wide open. No. But, hey, he threw a ball on the left sideline to Juju Smith-Schuster where he faked the little screen and then threw it up there. Well, yeah, it's good play design. But his ability, to, again, to step on the gas pedal and rifle those balls in there. Right. You know, or, like, like I said, getting tackled, getting hit in the head twice, throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey on a third down, or two plays later, you know, Again, having to squeeze through the pocket and then throw the ball on a 14-yard in-cut versus man-to-man coverage and just make it look like it's nothing. Like you're, 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 you're not doing justice 
to the guy and what he's doing on the football field. Yeah. But yes, was this the game where he threw the most tight window throws I've ever seen him make? No, absolutely not. I, I, I understand that, but I don't think that's totally right what we're saying there. Yeah, some of the time you throw it a little slower or later, it is going to be a tight that's window throw, but you that's don't want what, that. ex- That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Again, there's other quarterbacks that make those throws, and we would the a viewer would have gone, well, that was tight, and I want to go, no, you know, not for a strong arm quarterback. Yeah. He gave him the extra second to make it look open and now make a play after the catch. Per your earlier point here, right. per Next Gen Stats, the Eagles played man coverage on a season high 55% of pass plays in the Super Bowl. It started maybe right around the third drive. Say that again. Say it again. 55% of pass plays they played man coverage season high yeah. for the okay. Eagles this season. Right. Uh, started maybe the third drive. Three I was going to say, I was gonna say then, yeah, those first, if you take those first two drives away, I bet you that percentage More. is much higher. Right. More. Right. Uh, you know noted a blatant hold on Bradbury on Juju on the third drive of the game. So for those wondering, it's like if it's a if it's a penalty in the fourth quarter, it should be a penalty in the first quarter. It's not that you don't think they should have called it late in the game. You probably think they should have probably also called it early in the game. Right. Well, we had the drive. third, the three and out. I think when the game was um, was it fourteen all or twenty one fourteen. He's got Juju Smith Schuster going across the middle of the field. Yeah. Right. It's one of those. It was uh, fourteen. It was fourteen, uh, 14 seven. Oh, it was Eagles fourteen at that seven. Point. So that was that one. That's what it was. That one. So it was fourteen seven. Right. And he's got pressure in his face. Uh, and to me, looks like he throws the ball right on the money. But as Juju Smith Schuster is coming out of his break on the under route, he gets totally grabbed and spinned. But they didn't call it. You know, and again, he didn't complain. He kind of like, like after the ball hit the ground, he turned around at the refs. So was like, uh, throw the flag. Yeah, but that that was it, and they ran off the field. But yeah, that was certainly a moment. There was another curl route or two where I went, "Ooh, I think Mahomes wants to throw to this guy, but he's being pulled out of his curl route." Yeah. You know, but but again, to those people that say you could call that every play, that was definitely not true. That, no, I mean, that's not, not true. That's not, that, that's not true. That's not fair. Uh, it's not and. You know, I, I, and again, I understand people are going to sit there and look at this and go, yeah, it's it's an underwhelming statistical performance to win the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl MVP. And I, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't. We've had worse Super Bowl per, uh, performances win an MVP. And what I would also say to that, again, is. One, I don't think there's anybody like if Kadarius Tony got one more touchdown, maybe he gets the MVP. Hmm. You know, if Nick Bolden had one other big time play, yeah, one more touchdown return or whatever, maybe a big sack and a big <laughs> moment or just an interception, maybe yeah. he does get it. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and what again I'm trying to say is, one guy was the quarterback of the lesser team, and that team played all to stop him. And they had a 10-point lead, and they lost. Well, let me go to the first and drive. And that's of the where s- I see, like, Darryl Bachter to be a, a da, da, our guy that we <laughs> can't Darryl say his Right. Yeah. He, he wanted to give it to maybe an offensive line member. I hear you. Dare. There were some good things. I wanted to give it to Andy Reid. I thought he'd called up, designed some good plays. Although He did. Although, um... He's got to go to a player, yeah. says Pete. Yeah. We can't break the rules at this point. Right. But why not, right? Well, rules are meant to be broken, right? We do it all the time. Uh, Chad Henney maybe wants to give it to Coach uh, Eric Bieniemy. Did sure. you see this? No. Uh, this was on them using motion versus the Eagles. They're yeah. down by the goal line. Right. 
Uh, Chad Henney, after the game, said Coach Bienemy put it on tape and said, hey, if they do this, this guy's wide open. It's man coverage. They're just trying to protect themselves from the jet sweep, trying to bubble over the top and get an extra player on the other side of the field. But we faked the jet twice, and they did not figure it out. See, they use something that we talk about all the time, right? Checks and balances, basically, or... You know, like you said on Monday, they know that we know that yeah. we know, right? So, yeah. and this is something that you know. Again, they're they're them and McVeigh are the they're the inventors of the jet sweep and the speed sweep or the little shovel passes. The guy flies around, you know, and goes on the reverse, whatever. So that's been a part of their offense. So the Eagles are studying that. They were ready for it, but they knew they'd be ready for it, just like that Kelsey five yard out and out and up for the first touchdown, and. Yeah, so they used really one of the Eagles' great strengths against them. You know, it was, it was like they're, they used it, yeah, yeah, it the little gift and the curse that right. way. Um, and that, that was pretty awesome. And then, hey, to the all-line point, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you said it right. Reed, Biennemi, great job even staying patience with the run. Knowing, like, we got to do this. We can't, we're not going to win the game unless we do this. Well, that stuck out to you. Yeah. First drive of the second half. Yeah. Got to have a drive. You're down 10. You can't punt on this one. You got to get some points, at least a field goal. Right. And do you put the game on Pat's shoulder? No, they really stuck with the run game early in that drive. They, they did. Because they just wouldn't wait. If they're going to play these two deep defenses and just play pass, 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 right? The Mahomes factor, again, he went, okay, we're, I got to. I got some old linemen here that can move some people. We're going to run it. And, yeah, some of the biggest plays of that drive were the run game. And then, like we talked about, the third down, hit in the head, throw to Kelsey, the scramble outside the pocket, throw it. That was also the scramble, right? You mm-hmm. know, again, Jalen Hurts ran the ball great. Gosh, biggest run of the game was the run of the game, at the end of the game by number 15. I'd just like to explain that to everybody. And that was another big run to get them down to the four or five-yard line. And even before that, you thought – Patrick was moving very well in the pocket to he was, avoid some of that rush. He was – there was a little more pressure on him than I thought watching back on Interesting. TV. Interesting. Okay. Where, you know, again, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, the roof's collapsing. You know, they did credit Hassan Reddick with seven pressures. Well, there was more did. than you think. The grass hurt the Eagles more than it did the Chiefs. Yeah. It did. Why was that? They're the four of your five carriers. They're the faster team. They were the more explosive team. Yeah. So if the Eagles want to like blame on any conspiracies, blame the NFL. Maybe they made the grass to slow them down, make the game more even. You know, they were the most vocal <laughs> too after that. I mean, both teams were vocal well, about it, but Hassan Reddick was definitely. Vocal there's a about few the plays where you go, "Ooh, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick." They're close to turning the corner and making this very interesting for Mahomes, but then they slip and fall. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's that, that stunk for them. That did. But, yes, that was one thing that jumped out a little bit watching the game. Still a great game by that offensive line and all of that. But he made a few more plays and throws and moves under pressure than, than I remembered. And, um, but, yeah, the running game and those – you know, they beat Hargrave and Jordan Davis a lot when it came to the running game. When they ran up the middle, man, they moved those two. And um, that, w- that was impressive. It really was. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's do uh, a tip of the cap to one player on that Eagles defense, though, that stuck out to you. Yeah. T.J. Edwards. Yeah. Like, I think he's one of the more underrated linebackers in football. I think he's going to get, a, like, a payday to somebody. We just showed him on the free agent list, right? Yeah. Like he's going to get a payday from somebody where I think people are going to go, whoa, I can't believe he's making that kind of money. And I'm going to be like, well, you know, kind of got overshadowed by the rest of the stars on their football team. To me, he's like the perfect modern-day linebacker. He's a lot like a Nick Bolden, Bolden, maybe not quite as stout and as good of a run game tackler as Bolton, but the guy that everybody kind of wants at linebacker in the NFL because he's good in the run game, he's good sideline to sideline, he's really good in the pass game, right? And that's where, yeah, he might be one of those guys that they might have a hard time keeping. I wouldn't be shocked. We'll see where that goes. Let me explore one more thing here on the Chiefs offense, and maybe you've already covered this, but hammer it home a little bit more. You said in your notes the Chiefs just didn't call plays they attacked rules. They did. Could you expand on that? Well, you know, we've had our our years of talking to the Chiefs and going, you know, sometimes they just say, you run deep, you run deep, you cross the formation, yeah. and fucking 15 will figure it out. There'll be a window somewhere for him to throw the ball. It's a good play. It works, right? But that's also what leads sometimes to them having some stale moments because then – there's no exact attacking, oh, wait, this team's playing this way today, and it kind of stops those t- post-crosser combinations and all that. Right. So what are we going to do to attack this coverage today? And I thought there was more of that really the whole year from the Chiefs, but maybe more of that in this game, and specifically, again, to I think the two touchdowns we talked about. Yep, the Kelsey, right? the pattern with Kelsey. The Kelsey, the exa- the Kelsey pattern, yeah. even early in the game. The first Kelsey big, uh, no, it was the second big Kelsey catch, right? The Kelsey, the first one was the deep crosser. The second one was fake. Hey, you're going to run that deep cross again. And then he put on the brakes and came back out, right? So that's where, like, because they called that play going, hey, they're ready for him to cross. Now they saw it. And even on the first one, they were kind of ready for it. They were just a little late to react. So this one, they went, hey, here it is again. Look, look, it's the same play. Boom, back out fucked up the Eagles rules so yeah there was a little bit more of that hmm. and even in the running game where there was just like hey they didn't just call and run this play like 
This was specific because they felt like they knew what was coming here from the Eagles' defense. I don't know how I'm not going to pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl next year. Well, that's where they're on defense, right? Good offense. Patrick Mahomes. You got a full year of Kadarius Tony if he can stay healthy. Young guys getting older. Pacheco. You'll and have they some have draft a magic picks. of like just getting it done. I mean, again, that's where I just I'm amazed. And I'm amazed. And keeping that coaching staff together, yes. too. And that is not the case for the Eagles. Paul Good has a question for you. Now that Shane Steichen is the Colts' new head coach. What will this mean for Hertz next year? Possible step back question mark. Yeah, how much is, you know, Nick Sirianni, what, I, f- I forget, Nick Sirianni is offensive minded yeah. coach. Yeah, that's right? why he's the job. So that's why I don't, I think Gannon will be the bigger adjustment on the defensive side just because, yeah, you got Sirianni there where he's going to be like, okay, well, I, I taught Shane Sykin some of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is, we're in this together. So I don't think that'll be a, you know, a drop that way. Here's where his contract and them having the same team can be a part of the problem here, and that's not his fault, right? I mean, it's on them to figure this out. He deserves to get paid. But also, um, as we always discuss, like the Chiefs learned, the whole league's going to study the Eagles this offseason. The whole league. Offense and defense. Because offense is going to go, what can we steal from them and put in our offense, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even with guys like Joe Burrow, they're going to be like, we can steal some of this stuff. Joe can run and throw a screen here and, you know, oh, we can add this into our repertoire of stuff we normally do. And then defenses are going to go deep dive in the Eagles because they're a team, again, especially in the NFC if they're on your schedule, where everyone's going to go, wait, even if they lose a few players, it's still going to be the best roster in football or one of the best, and they're going to be really damn good. Right. And we got to figure out how we're going to defend this. And I think, uh, you know, again, it's copycat league, some of what the 49ers did, some of what the Chiefs did in this football game. You know, I think you'll see teams dabble in that stuff a little bit more. Some offenses might want to steal that quarterback sneak that the Eagles do. I don't know if they can do it as successfully, but Cobra Cogwell says to you, what is your take on the quarterback sneak push formation? Do you think it will be illegal in two years? I wonder why two years. I don't think it's going to be illegal this year. NFL moves slow, Pete says. I think that it will end this year. I do. I think this is this is the year it ends. One, let me just say this. They Who else did it? Who else did it, though? Uh, there was a lot of teams that did it. They did? Yeah, they did. Just not to their extent. You know, it became a staple for them. You know, and again, that's where, like, it, you know, it's, 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 they don't need the guys in the back to push. <laughs> they really They're didn't. really not helping. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Know. They could do it the old traditional way, yeah. right? You know, but th- that's also another part of like, I think people are overrating the Jalen Hurts performance a little to go back to that too. All right. I know I'm, yep, one more time here. But, but it's just like I, three rushing touchdowns. And, you know, the way everybody talks about it, I expect us to I mean to turn the game on. And it was like three Michael Vick runs. Yeah. It was a quarterback sneak from the half yard line yeah, behind he's, the he's biggest. more of a hard runner, put the shoulder down. But yeah, yeah right. Well, I just don't know. Like, we're going to give him MVP, greatest performance we've ever seen because of three rushing touchdowns where I go, yeah. okay, the two-point yeah. conversion was awesome. We already said that. Look, everybody's sensitive because everybody here in NBC is scared I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. So they're right. We know. It was great. Yeah. But the two quarterback sneaks, every quarterback in football could have done that. And so we can't just go, oh, three rushing touchdowns, greatest performance ever in Super Bowl history. Like, come on, stop. It's, it's going overboard. So what's the rule going to be? 
I, they're gonna just, gonna I think like, they're going to say no, no push, pushing in the no back. No assisting the runner. Yeah, right. I think you also got to worry about, you know, like the Ravens did it in the fumble with Tyler Hundley. Remember? Remember, that's what we talked about. Oh, yeah. Because he jumped, and we were he like, was wait, there was people low. pushing, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to do it there. Right. And that's why he kind of went straight up in the air. Um, but uh, I think it's it'll probably even become a player safety issue. I think they're going to worry about – like the how they worry about the center, the snapper on the field goal and yeah. stuff like that. I think you're going to have to worry about that with like defensive tackles and be like, he's got a thousand pounds pushing him here. Like, this is not right. He's yeah. going to break his leg. His leg's going to crumble these guys. It's not, you know, there's, like, yeah, there's six guys within three of each other and they're all pushing forward you have two I running backs pushing you from behind while chris jones is pushing your face in it's just it does seem like it there's a lot potential of things for there. Disaster right there. exactly and I mean, think about being those d tackles think about being them where they're going wait wait okay kelsey i'm gonna have kelsey uh siamolo and lander dickerson all smushing me with jalen hurts pushing them and Goddard and a running back pushing him. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a, that, 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 to me, I, I think they got to probably protect the D tackles a little bit in that, de- in that department. All right. We'll see if they do that. Yeah. You've looked at your notes. We've gotten to the end here. You got to see if. Uh, do you uh, have to use your line? Uh, do you have to say it? Because you can if you want to. We are done. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Pete, I got one more thing. I got one more thing that I want to say. And there it is. One more thing. Columbo streaming <laughs> yes. on Peacock. Yes. You can go stream it when you're done watching this podcast on one Peacock. One more That's the thing. one more thing. Damn. He looks like you've got a big hand right there. Big hand. Holy yeah. crap. He was always known for that. Big hands. Man, he, can, hand he could probably yeah, throw that football. Brain. Could throw the football. Yeah. yeah, that is a big. I mean, that's hand size. Yeah. We're about to get into hand size. Hands, here right? we go. Here we go. What's big again? Uh, Ten inches is good, right? Yeah. And anything over nine and a half is is you're okay, right? Okay. That's usually. But I think there's some quarterbacks dispelling all that crap, anyways, right now. Well, quarterbacks are doing this out there right now, right? Stretch you do them that? out. Stretch your fingers Stretch out a little bit. Out. I used to grab the basketball. I'd be sitting at this time of the year. I'd be watching TV. Palm and a basketball. So then when I felt the football, I was like, damn, this thing's small. I think I could throw this here over the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just use a smaller football in the NFL? Right? Uh, I mean, not a Nerf ball, Pete, but I'm just saying, like, if you're, like, we're all about offenses and making things easier for offenses, why not? Why don't they use a smaller football? I am. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's a good question. You're right. I don't know. I don't know what the what – the, it's a grown man sport. You got to have a grown man ball, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess is the way I look at it. You know, yeah. I do look. Like, if you have a ball that's, you know, any smaller, like guys like Mahomes and Allen or Brady, they're gonna like. You're gonna be like, hey, it's fourth and twenty seven. Oh, he threw an eighty yard out route. How cool is Boom, that? Boom! It was on the money. Right. <laughs> yeah. That that's yeah. where again, like if you gave them college balls, you would go, oh my gosh. Mahomes just threw its sidearm across the field 65 yards on the money because <laughs> they're going to be able to manipulate it more. That's where, again, it's, yeah, yeah that's where this, that's. Yeah, but, not only is the ball smaller in college, it's also softer, right? Isn't right. the NFL ball rock hard? It's got basically? a little different leather. The laces are different. Slippery, it's all slippery. different. Well, yeah, and, the, and not anymore because they break it in. But, okay, good. Yeah. Some teams It's some like, teams well, why not them? basketball? Why don't they use a smaller ball? And I don't, I don't know. It's just not right. Pete wants oh, to know. Oh, yeah. If you well, ever this is the John Elway ball, right? The you remember this commercial growing up? It. 
You remember this commercial growing up? I do up? remember it, yeah. Elway was in the Colorado Buffalo Stadium, and he like threw it into the stands. They were like, <laughs> yeah. he threw it 120 yeah. yards. Yeah. Right? Is this the one that would whistle, too, yes. when he threw it? Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I, I messed around with this for a little bit, but this was like only to have catches. You couldn't play a game with it. No, yeah. yeah. It was to see how far you could throw it. Yeah, if, back, in your, back in your day, how far could you throw that? I, I How far like did you throw a regular football? Back 75. In the day? You threw it 75 yeah. back in the day? Yeah, I, I definitely had some. Yeah, 75. 76, I think, was my longest throw. But that was. But yeah, I had some like throws in practice down in Tampa where I threw it 74, 70. I, I still remember one of my favorite moments ever. Yeah. I was doing scout team. I was having to be Michael Vick, right? Something Ooh. wrong with that picture, right? <laughs> I was lefty. It was the only thing we had in common, <laughs> yeah. right? But I could still remember. In that scout team, and they were like, be crazy. They were like, move around, do whatever, throw lasers here and there. So I was like, fuck it. This is awesome. I'm just yeah. going to run around and be crazy. And I launched the pass in practice, and I'm watching the film back because I like to watch my scout team. See sure. Did I keep you know, good mechanics when I threw the ball? And I remember throwing it and like seeing on the practice film, Brad Johnson was way down the field, and he was counting, and he was like shaking his head because <laughs> – yeah, I, I'd launched one. I had nice. a pretty good arm. I might not have been worth a damn, but I certainly could throw it with the best of them. And that one could have been 100, 100 yards if you I just played so. with that Nerf, yeah. Nerf football. Yeah. Uh, Pete says Gronk thought you had a good arm that oh, one yeah, time. Oh, Gronk, yeah, Gronk. What was yeah, that? Gronk, when he, I had to tell him I played quarterback in the NFL. Another all-time moment. <laughs> I, I was – my boss in New England was George Godsey, who was the tight ends coaches, right? He was kind of the guy that was in charge of making sure I did things the right way a lot of the times. So in, in training camp, they'd, you know, pre-practice or before you got together as a team, players are doing individual drills. I had to throw balls to the tight ends. I would help them out. Maybe hold the bag during a blocking drill, right? Do okay. all that. And I'm sitting there throwing to Gronk one day, and, yeah, I'm throwing it pretty good, right? I'm throwing spirals. It's a nice hot day. I'm loving it. I'm like, damn, I'm out of the dungeon. I'm not typing in shit to the computer. And, you know, I throw a few nice little spirals and rockets at his face, and he's catching them. And, damn, you, you throw the ball pretty good, Sims. You throw the ball pretty good. I go, I did play quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. You know that? He's like, What? You played in the NFL? <laughs> I had no idea. And I was like, you know my dad's Phil Sims too, right? Oh, that's right. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, like, did not connect him. And so that's the beauty of Gronk right I there. I thought you made that video game, you know, The Sims. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Oh, my gosh. There's only one great. Gronk. There's only one Gronk. But then you got in the meeting room, and you talked about defenses and blitzes and what's your assignment and how do you block it. He was like the fucking whiz kid. He's a football savant. savant. He really is. You'd be like, wait, I don't know if he knows four plus four. But he knows every call on the offensive line and yeah. how to do it. And then, of course, I'm joking and having fun here. But, yeah, he was a football savant. That's perfect. You know, I talk about that with my kids sometimes. I was like, intelligence is not the same for everyone, it's right? Not. It's not. like physical intelligence right. with your body and the way you move it. Right. Intelligence and Be able to communicate. Computers communicating. Right. Reading yep. people. Whatever. Yeah, yep. you're right. Right. No Gronk has his own special things. He my is. intelligence yeah. is identifying the best big butts in the NFL uh, and giving them awards. You're as good as they get. Week out. You're <laughs> as good as they get. Your wife's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the too many butts these it's days, Ahmed. Big butts and we cannot lie. The big butt of the week. Oh. Time to give some love to these Ooh, big guys. Some touches. It's a couple sacks, forced fumble. He's a butt-ting superstar. <laughs> give it to him, Ahmed. One butt cheek. And this is why you're the big butt expert of the world right now. Ooh. 
And now the biggest, biggest butt of the year awards. Before we give the big butt of the year award, this is in the biggest game. Um, and it was kind of hard to, to figure this one out because the tackles and ends. I mean, it's 38-35. Yeah. It wasn't like anyone was. It wasn't was, a huge statistical game for anybody. Not a huge one. But right. on the defensive line at defensive tackle for the third week in a row. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We are giving it to Chris Jones. Yeah, I think you might know him personally or something. <laughs> They're saying you're trying to be his buddy or something. Well, you know, it was. I almost was looking at the, I was like, Hargrave, but they got run over that running game. So I was like, I can't give it to an Eagle here. They lost the game. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? On that play that Nick Bolton picked the ball up and ran back for a touchdown, they double-teamed Chris Jones on yeah. that play, as they did multiple times in the game, I'm right, sure. Right. But that play in specific, they double-teamed him, messed up the blocking. Bolton goes in there untouched. I'm going to give part of the credit to Chris Jones because he's such a beast in the middle there that it jacked up the Eagles' offensive line, and Bolton was able to go in there I, I think there's a lot of plays like that where it was, hey, we're trying to run in here, and we can't because – He's holding his ground against a double team or pushed a guy back. And now the running back's kind of, oh, wait, there's nowhere to go. Wait, I want to bounce outside. Oh, this is where Spag's guy blitzing off the edge came in, right? It was, it was a great relationship of team and coaching and everybody doing their job, even though it might not statistically show up or you become a superstar that way. And, you know, that's what's awesome about the Super Bowl is it's a time where you see grown men get called out where they're like, you want to be a champ? You want that big ring? We got a problem here. This Eagles team is good. Can you guys rise to the occasion here and yeah. do something? And, you know, that's what's awesome about the NFL and football altogether. And so that one was more because of a specific play. And kind of the same with my edge guy. I'm going to give that to Frank Clark by the Chiefs here because and I was looking at the, the field goal drive specifically because that what a stop, right? 17-play drive, hold him to a field goal there. Biggest play, stop of the game. So it was the third down stop there. But I'm going back to the second down, second and 11. Yeah. From the twenty yard line, right? He got some pressure on Hertz. It was kind of a bull rush, pass rush on the edge there. Got in his face. Right. Hertz delivers it early. Maybe he could have stepped up in the pocket there. But I was like, all right, that set up a third and long, which yeah. made it difficult for the Eagles to convert right. there. So I was like, that play, other plays throughout the game. I was like Frank Clark and his emotional tribute at the end of the game to his father who uh, who passed yeah. away right. earlier in the season. Um, and Chris Jones said this after the game, it's the most unselfish group I've been a part of, starting with Frank Clark. Yeah. So I hadn't given him one of the awards this year. So Frank Clark, congratulations. Super Bowl Edge Big Butt Award winner. Yeah. Been through a lot. Played really damn good. And this is not his cup of tea or his kind of game either. He wants it to be more of like a pass rushing, let me just run yeah. off the edge. I mean, he had to worry about run game stuff. Yeah. But he's, that's where he's great. He's, he is, he's good in both departments. Now, him and Carlos Dunlap, I thought both had really good games on yes. the edge. You know, Their ability, their power for defensive ends is you know, what, what kind of an under-talked you know, value on that football team. And to your point with that drive and that play to Frank Clark and all that, holding them to the field goal in the 17-play drive, did you see what A.J. Brown said yesterday about that? Yeah, that he thought that they should have gone for it well, on fourth he, down. He just thought that That's he when just when they the kicked game? the field goal, he goes, "That was when he thought we might, we could lose this game." What was it? Fourth and six. It was fourth and six. So that's a hard one. That is a hard. I one. I mean, again, that's I'm not gonna like. I, I feel like people are trying to fault Nick Sirianni. I'm not gonna fault Nick Sirianni there. It's almost like one of those where if you're at the forty or forty 
be you might five, go in there because like, you're in no man's land. But here right. it's a guaranteed three guaranteed points. three. Exactly right. Exactly. So I, I'm I'm definitely don't fault him there. And then I've even so. seen people at the end of the game when or the the ne- the next series where they went three and out and punted. You're yeah. you're in your own territory. It's fourth and three. Like. Like, if he didn't make it and then the Chiefs scored a touchdown, people would be like, Nick Sirianni, you're the dumbest fuck ever in the history of the sport. Yeah. But now we're going to second-guess him this way, too. Right? I mean, you know, he knew he had the better team. We were all watching knowing they had the better team. He went up 27-21 thinking, hey, we're just going to keep leaning on him and we'll win this game. And I'm, I'm not mad at him for that. And thinking that maybe our defense one. will just make one play here it, it in was, the second half. Exactly. Right. That's all it maybe they won't do that again. They're not going to yeah. drive it down again like a machine yeah. there, right? Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah. So, so congratulations to Chris Jones and Frank Clark. And congratulations to some homies as well. Because 198 homies correctly picked the Chiefs to win it all. 24% of you, including... The man right in front of me woo, right woo, now. Woo, 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 Congratulations. Woo, woo, woo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please, 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 please hold your applause for me and the other 198 homies. Now, there were 18 homies that correctly picked the Chiefs over the Eagles Way in the Super go. Bowl. So we give you yeah, a round of applause yeah, That's here. a real deal. And you will see your name on the, the podcast because here the we are. The answer key right here. These the guys answer gave key. us. Oh, Leroy, one of them. Well done. Andrew Grills. Now I've started reading the names. I'm sorry for all the names Anthony I did not read Anthony Dehoff. Glenn Birdlot. Oh, so maybe it's better that we don't read them because I just butchered that name. Well, wh- where bad. are you at? I, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Kyle. Chow, Adam McLean. Andrew Grills. Anthony Dehoff. Brett Walker, Brian Tremblay, Craig Jurizal, Derek Jasper, <laughs> yeah. Glenn Bertolet. Yeah, that was the one. Kyle Stam, Leroy. Yeah. Well, good, yeah. Luke Buck, okay. Martin Harvey, Matt Bound. Matt Bound. Mike Camps. Yeah. Shafig Bahaman. Um, I hope I'm right. And then Trevor. And then Will Edwards. All right. Yeah. Just wanted to give you guys all love. Good Way job, to go. Man. Way yeah. to give us all the answer keys. You are officially... One of the homiest of the homies now. And now we know the names of the homies that got it exactly right. Right. I wonder if any of those homies will get it right next year because it will be the Chiefs beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, Seriously. pretty much guaranteed at Seriously. this point. Seriously, you put money down right now. I don't think you're crazy to, to put that out there. Uh, by the way, some special call-outs here that Pete put in our rundown. Derek Jasper predicted 11 of the 14 playoff teams, including the entire AFC. Way to go, D. Jasper. Derek, wow, well done. And Brett Walker and Will Edwards? Predicted 10 out of the 14 playoff teams and the 49ers losing the NFC Championship. Way to go, Brett and Will. So we will be sending some swag any sure day now, Pete will. says, to the sure. winners. 
Thanks to everyone for participating. Now, Pete, you says better he, you better get your wife in the uh, conversation. Get her yeah. working on the t-shirts again. Did you talk to my wife or something <laughs> to get make up eighteen t-shirts or something like that? <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's that is football season, and I'm always sad. Like you mentioned, it's such a letdown. It's like a, a crescendo, and then it just an immediate end of the season. But what makes me happy as a baseball fan too is it's kind of like the unofficial start of baseball season two spring training teams are reporting things to look pitchers and catchers and i do have here dj short who works on our digital team on the baseball side uh drop this off to me on monday it is the roto world fantasy baseball draft guide Uh, you can see it now pick it up all rise local magazine story your favorite players on the cover aaron judge baby back in new york yeah there were some questions whether he'd be back fucking better be I think he knew he was going back to New York the whole time. I hope so. He's going to lose a Yankee fan if they didn't sign him back. Got a ton of money, but football is done, but spring training is upon us. That means only one thing. It is draft season. You can get the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide today. Get all the player profiles, rankings, projections that you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide to get your draft guide right now and if you do get that and you're watching you got a qr code too oh, to a qr code yeah Damn, we're big time here you know what i've never if you're watching this on your phone and this happens to me sometimes yeah. it's like i get a qr code on my phone then what do like, you do yeah how do you take a how picture you? can you do a screenshot that's how a, do you do that Pete? what do you do with that valid valid question you wait till you get home and then you put it on the computer and then take <laughs> your phone out again and do you it again two <laughs> phones or something like that yeah so can't uh, have it all um, so yeah, check that out. And I have I'm part of the mock draft that's in there. You can you can look at my team that I drafted a couple months ago. Cool. And see if you agree with it. All right. Agree with the draft picks. So All right, I I'm like it. For baseball season, but you know, football season really never ends. It never ends. We got draft. We got free agency. We're not going anywhere, whether you like it or not. All right. <laughs> but we are going to go somewhere next week. I will not be here. I'm taking a week off. That's right. Me too. That's right. Vacation time. Yes. I'm headed to the Caribbean on Sunday. Oh, really? For a few okay. days. I am. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm not telling you anywhere what I island. Say, I don't want yeah. the paparazzi coming after me, guys. <laughs> Nude beaches coming out. I just you can't I can't risk it. Well, no, knowing really. that, taking my kids. Yeah, I'm taking my kids. I'm joking. Uh, uh, either way, but yeah, going to take a little break. But yeah. we're gonna play, you know, some of our interviews and things we got from the uh, Super Bowl week. Had a lot of things go on there. We had a lot of fun with guys, and I don't think it got its, you know do publicity some of the conversations so you'll be able to listen to some of that stuff next week and then we'll be back in the fold the week after that Yeah, micah parsons george kittle christian mccaffrey sean payton justin jefferson your interview with sean payton i didn't think he was ever going to leave oh, he was enjoying he himself just so keep much talking ball we i think we only got to answer three questions he just yeah. kept talking and talking but he's amazing he was micah parsons and i we bonded over the philly fans hating us <laughs> more than any two people in the world yeah uh got on with my boy brandon marshall had some good conversations with him. So, uh, yeah, it was a good week altogether. But, you know, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, we had a lot of ba- ballers there. George Kittle, you'll see some of that uh, uh, next week's podcast. So three pods next week with all that stuff. Everybody enjoy. Don't cry too hard that I'm gone for a week or Ahmed's gone for a week. We'll be back. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be diving right into football. But hope everybody enjoyed Super Bowl has enjoyed our 2022 season yeah. and recapping games on Monday and what the fuck happened Wednesdays. Uh, and please tune in to us throughout the offseason. You know, we're two podcasts a week. Continue that, and we'll break, on, break down everything that's going on in the NFL. Ahmed, you're the man. Couldn't do it without you. And Kristen, Gabby, P. 
Pete. You're James right. jumps in the chair. No sometimes. doubt. We got a great crew Morgan's here. Way to go. Right to Seriously, our right here. everybody. Matt Casey. Appreciate everybody's help. Great, great year for the team. And uh, you know, we'll see you in a few weeks. Everybody, enjoy. No football time. I don't even know what to enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy not that. hearing me for a week. Okay. Get your draft guide. There Get we your go. baseball draft Peace guide. Peace out. Clap it up. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.